2005 yeah like middle school time frame you know they put that on like phones they made it it? an app yeah dang yeah they actually made that that was a few years ago i remember i was in uh i was in alaska when that shit first uh came out on the phones and everybody was going crazy over it for a little bit and then we 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 stopped giving a fuck because it's like graphics were fucking terrible and the idea of the game is like cool if because the standards of like 2005 weren't that high like a rpg didn't have to be that like it wasn't like on skyrim level yet i feel like skyrim kind of broke the mold when it came to like rpgs yeah skyrim's lit fallout's pretty lit too i never played fallout it's pretty late. You should give it a try. Yeah, recently I've been, when it comes to games, I've been playing uh, the remake of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, and that shit has been amazing. It's like the most therapeutic experience. I thought about getting that. Get I, it. I should. Get it. That I'm shit's on. fire. Yeah, it I'm was on. fire when I first started playing it. And then they actually remade it, so they fixed a couple of the little glitches that was in the game. But now they added some better challenges to it, so it actually has like you know eight to twelve challenges per uh, per skate park you got to achieve in order for you to make it to the next one or unlock different players. And they don't try to like you know work you; they give you Tony Hawk off the rip. Like if you want to earn the other players, some of the more underground guys that you know, average people don't really know about. You have to do well in the game to earn those people. And that kind of helps you learn, you know, other players. I didn't learn shit, but it's still a fun game. Yeah. I'll feel that. Yeah. Dog, I am fucking tired. I don't know if it's just like the stress of having my family over this weekend and then <laughs> totaling my shit but I, I they i dropped my family off at the airport today i've just been tired all day i think that's what it is i love them love them to death but how many came did like um your like all your sisters or was it just no it was uh it was my mom my youngest sister and her boyfriend like it was honestly, yeah. Who's her boyfriend? Because I I've seen her like, oddly enough, been around her and Olivia like more times than I ever thought I would be since you know getting out of the military. For some reason, <laughs> we keep like gravitating towards each other. Like, what the fuck is going? Uh, Austin, he's a uh, the he's is Asian. he? Yeah. Uh, fuck. I feel like I spoke to him. I'm trying to remember. You probably no, actually, you have when we went out. Was he? To he was there. Oh, okay. Yeah, same dude. Yeah, same dude. There. Yeah. Okay. Good for them. Yeah, it was actually pretty chill, man. They didn't really like. They're not like over the top or anything like that. It was just, you know, when people come over, you gotta entertain, so you put on your entertainment hat. Yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of what it was. Plus my mom came and was like, nah, we got to reorganize your garage. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) Mom comes through and tells you how to live your life. Like, this is how you've been living? Right. Make me feel bad and shit. And I got (laughs) to. Now you got to make up for your wife because she's allowed you to live like this for the last three years. Yeah. It's okay, though. It's it's needed. And of course, she was talking shit when I got into that accident. I mean, what? 
I feel like any mother of like a minority person, that's just what, and I honestly, you know, I'll take that back. All mothers will do that. Cause I have mm-hmm. like family on both sides of like the race car for like black and white. And my aunt very much would like shed on us. If we got into like, we'll get into an accident. She'll be super concerned. And then she'll shed on us for a little just bit. Shit on you, man. It's just like that, you know, they make sure you're good, and then once you're good, it's just they take out all the anger they've ever had. <laughs> That's how it works though. Like after you get that confirmation of like, are you are are you good like financially? Are you straight? Like, you know, how did the family deal with it? Oh, you're all good? God, you stupid fucking Yeah, right. Yeah, like what the You f- suck. All you had to do is drive. Like you always like to ride motorcycles, bet you thought you were Billy Badass in high school, <laughs> thinking you had a stick shift. You were the coolest guy at Lovejoy. And I was, I was. You were, you were. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just both immediately. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We're on the oh, same page here. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy I hit record. <laughs> um, welcome to another episode. Five minutes in. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, man. The, the authentic moments. You can't really beat this shit. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the to the show. Another episode of... Me embarrassing myself. Oh my god, <laughs> it's pretty much a fucking Cirque du Soleil at this point. Like we, <laughs> we just really, and I feel like this episode is really just gonna go down that rabbit hole because we don't really have anything like substantial to talk about today. But it's more of just like general shit. Like, I guess today when I had a, uh, I went to campus because for some reason I was the only person who didn't get to have the day off for uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. I'll call it that first because that's what it truly is. Uh, you know, back in the day, they used to call it Columbus Day, and I'm happy that they did at least change the name. It's probably going to take some years for it to get like, you know, adjusted or adapted to like what its better meaning is rather than like that superficial shit that we made up. Like, Uh, it'd be a long time before that shit is actually fully recognized as Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah, it it'll it'll take the next generation to really yeah. like start celebrating it, having parades for it, actually celebrating like you know the Sioux tribe, celebrating you know Crazy Horse, celebrating all the Native Americans that I still want to learn more about because I feel like even in like the college history classes that I've been taking, uh, a lot of it doesn't hammer down on them, and I. I almost want to go and I live in Georgia. So there's plenty of like indigenous tribes that's in the state that I just want to go and learn their history from Um, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, we're in their land, literally everywhere. So yeah, I used to, when I, when I lived in Washington state, I used to do work for one of the local tribes there for their, um, they have like a seafood, like processing warehouse. Like they just go out and fish and then, like process all like the seafood that they catch forever, whatever. Mm. Dude, they're they're chilling, man. Like they live like. Don't get me wrong. Like they have a lot of shit that they deal with. Like especially yeah. being on like reservations and shit, and not having access to a lot of things that everybody else has access to. But like the way that their culture is set up and how they interact with each other, man. It's I honestly enjoy being around those people. Yeah. But yeah, uh, overall, fuck Columbus. That's <laughs> bitch to for Columbus. <laughs> 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 nah, uh, you know the beautiful thing about all these like, like all these harsh times and like a lot of the things that these people went through is like their willingness or like their ability to be f- like forgiveful, not forgetful, but like forgive, forgiving. I guess That's they're willing to get past. Way a point that seems hard to get past. Yeah. I mean, even with the Holocaust, Germany is like, everything is, it's not mold over. Like it's obviously like a thing in Germany. I'm sure like now most Germans 
don't like associate themselves with that time frame. But you know, Poland is still there, and you know they're all just chilling. Even with the Native Americans, as much as they've gone through, as far as being in America, or well, they were here as far as being colonized. <clears throat> you know, they're still peaceful people. Now, if you fuck with them, they will fuck you up. But yeah, they're still peaceful people. And they will always take anybody in. At least that's the experience I've always had with, you know, Native Americans or even any any race, any creed, any color. Yeah, and I feel like the most oppressed people have had the better senses of not humor, but of acceptance of just being able to get to a certain point where they're able to progress after all the atrocities that have happened to them and not saying that these two are one of the same, but when it comes to military humor, the dark sense of acceptance that we get to in order for us to get over obstacles, I feel like is its own therapy in itself. And I was honestly like, I've been looking for a di- for another therapist, not saying that my last one was bad, but as my, you know, I'm almost a year outside the military so as my life progresses, different, I wouldn't call them problems, different scenarios come up where, you know, I don't understand certain parts of what's going on in my life. So looking for a different therapist. My last one was a female, this one. I think I'd prefer the perspective of a male therapist. That might be totally wrong. Really won't get the right answer until you try. Yeah. But do you think like military humor in a way is therapeutic? You know, the dark sense of humor that we tend to pitch off to each other. Do I think so? Yeah. Possibly. I mean, you can look at it as a coping mechanism. I mean, a lot of people, Mm -hmm. um, when they go through traumatic events, they use dark humor to cope. And, uh, I'm definitely kind of one of those people. So, um, or I'll, I'll joke my way through a serious event, like, <clears throat> given this car accident that I just had. I mean, it wasn't really serious, but, you know, I got out and I was just like, shit. <laughs> so what the fuck? So what happened? Because that is its own, like, dark joke that we probably pitched around one too many times before anybody has really heard about it. I still don't know that much about it. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, let me get back. Like, let me get past what I was trying to say first. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think the dark jokes or the the dark like atmosphere of being in the military because it's never really serious. Like you can always tell when it's actually serious or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able, it's like an outlet, I guess. It sounds fucked up, but the the things you say aren't really fucked up if you really think about it. If you don't mean it, it doesn't have the same landing. I'd watch my words on that one, but <clears throat> it, it also with context, you have to have those type. Like if you're taking jabs that could potentially in a different situation be severely detrimental has to be with somebody specific. Like you can't yeah. just pitch these. Like I don't pitch my dark military. Like I just started, like if I meet somebody for the first time, I'm not off the rip pitching of my military dark humor. Like the deepest depths of it, you know, say me and my like closest friends have. Yeah. Nah, those, those are not really getting thrown out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You laugh because you, you know, the crazy shit y'all have said to each other. Like if if we said this around anyone else, like the me too crowd will go fucking bazoinks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I just, I just thought of something that I was going to say, but it's way too problematic. (laughs) Oh my God. There's like, I just, I just hit in my room. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. I'm going to let you get to I just said something to my roommate the other day. I know something that's PG that I wrote down, so I'll get to it after <laughs> you finish your point. Oh, yeah. I mean, basically, that's that's all. It's, I do, in certain aspects, feel like it is. Um, you know, every person is different, and everybody intakes information a different way. So, yeah. Um, you know your limits and you know what you like and what you don't like. So 
you kind of surround yourself with the people that that are like yeah that are like so or that could receive the same message which uh, might be an echo chamber if you're not careful about how you do things like that yeah but you know given that information um when when it's time to get serious there's never really a time that i've known somebody that wasn't able to get serious or catch that and be able to be serious and if they weren't then that'd be your indicator that that person does not belong in your circle so and getting out the military and kind of being in the civilian world for me you know it's i think uh your perspective it might be a little different from mine because you know you gave out you gave up on the pullout game when you and your wife started having babies left and right but i have you know yet to secede from that goal and I didn't give up it just didn't work <laughs> they lied. somebody lied to me <laughs> Your wife lied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, going back to the car crash, uh, <laughs> it wasn't any. It wasn't anything. Serious, was it the man. Was it the car you just drove back? Or have uh, you done that yet? No, no, no. I already drove. That was a truck. I drove that back, and that's here. Like that's my now daily driver. Um, <laughs> But it was my it was my other car. It was my dad mobile. I had a Ford Flex. You know those long boxy like Fords. Uh, is it is it like the car truck? Yeah. Like a weird new version of El Camino. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had one of those. I mean, that shit was fire, bro. It had three rows. Um, the Sony sound system. It was turbo boosted. That shit get, but. <laughs> anyway it was me my sister and her boyfriend and we were riding up to go get some some ramen somewhere we were like an hour away from home which sucks too yeah um and we ended up going to one spot and that spot was closed so we were like oh fuck well we'll just go to this other spot it's 10 minutes away and as i'm driving <clears throat> uh i get to the point where i get into the right lane to get ready to make a right turn and you know we're about 60 60 or so yards from the intersection uh dude in front of me uh just stomps on his brakes i guess the dude or the person in front of that guy stomped on their brakes too so the guy in front of me came to a complete stop i saw it i tried to come to a complete stop but you know i got a four thousand pound vehicle that i'm trying to stop going 40 miles an hour so it wasn't gonna happen so you know how like whenever that situation happens uh-huh. and you are able to stop, you're like, oh, stop, 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 yeah, stop, stop. Like, oh, shit kind of moment. <laughs> yeah. Like I saw that coming, but then I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to stop. So I'm just going <laughs> to hit this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before, but that didn't hit the person. Yeah. You. Oh, fuck. So I, I just, you know, we hit him. It wasn't like a, it wasn't serious. It was, we were going like 25 miles an hour probably. Um. I look up, I see the hood bent, I see smoke coming out the engine bay, and I'm just like, well, I guess we're not getting home right now. So. <laughs> but it was it was cool, man. I get out, and I'm like halfway expecting the dude to be mad at me. So I'm like low-key getting ready to fight. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm having it was just, the same frame of thought. Like, yeah, uh, I might gotta fuck. I might gotta fight somebody. Yeah. And it was like, it was some kid. And I say kid, but he was probably like 20, 21, 22, something like that. It's a kid. He, yeah, he was in college, and he got out. He was shaking and shit. He was like, oh, oh everything okay? I was like, yeah, bro, I'm good. He was like, uh, I was like, yeah, the dude in front of you looked like he stopped. He was like, yeah. And I got all his information, and he had his girlfriend in the car, so he dipped. And I called the cops. I'm like, yeah, you know, my shit's fucked, bro. I need somebody here. Why did he leave? He had to, <clears throat> well, he originally left because he was like, I don't know what to do in this situation. I was like, I don't stay, stay really. Legally, stay there. <laughs> like, that's a hit and run if you leak. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I, I, I made sure I got, like, I got his license. I got his, his insurance. I got place. his license plate. Yeah. yeah, I got all that shit. So I, I wasn't really tripping. 
Uh, plus, I was at fault anyway because I hit him from behind. Yeah, like Pause. why leave? You're oh my god, dog. Yo, <laughs> that is a weird. That is a weird segue into what I was. I, I was just studying a little bit, and it was talking about how to calculate side shots, and that is a real thing. I swear to God, I, I know how to calculate side shots. <laughs> Pause. Oh, Resume. Uh. <laughs> you are defining out but uh yeah i, I rear-ended <laughs> jesus christ man there's no like good way to say that <laughs> hit him from the back back in the rear end <laughs> boy it was out displaced there. his rear end i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Okay, continue. Back in uh, somebody. But, dude, he had no damage to his car. Like, his bumper was a little dented, but it was, uh... Other than that, it was fine. Like, you look at my shit, and my shit was just blowing smoke out of its, like, engine bay, and I'm just like, it's all good, man. I got insurance. Like, I got your information. You can dip. So I call the cops. You know, they come out. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he does is pat me down, which <laughs> in uh, goddamn Columbus Day, you gotta fucking, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta fucking love it. But it was like, yeah, I was like, all right, I ain't, I ain't going to start no problems. Like I'm cool, chilling. I just need to get home <laughs> and just vibe. So that was your uh, sister and her boyfriend. They're good. Um, I it sucks because. You know, he it was his first time coming up here and visiting me. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I do is get into a crash. Not the first thing, but like the last thing I do is get into a crash. And everybody's fine. Nobody was injured, but yeah, not a great at twenty five miles an hour. I wouldn't expect anyone to get hurt. Yeah, but I just I just, I know he hates me now because <laughs> I was taking him to the airport. And it was like six in the morning and I expected everybody to be asleep in the car, but nobody was asleep. Cause I was nah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody was talking either. It wasn't like everybody was up and talking. It was just quiet. Yo, they, were, they were looking at you, bro. <laughs> Paying attention. <laughs> just whatever. Bro. But yeah, long story short, it was uh, just a minor fender bender. My car just got fucked. And yeah, kid, he was scared. I just let him be. He did his thing. Cops came, did their thing. Cop was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna give you a ticket." I was like, "You gonna give me a ticket?" Yeah, like for I came here for a police shit. report, and you're trying to give me a ticket, bro. <clears throat> he I ended up not giving me one. He's he's a cool one, honestly. I know how that whole system works. Is yeah. you know you, I guess, consider like. Technically, we're following too close, but it's just yeah. like, you know, in this type of situation, like the other person left already. There's a few other things that are honestly an issue before I ever give you a ticket. So, yeah, I mean, it went as smooth as it could go. I'm not even really tripping. I could have got mad. I could have got irritated and then made that whole process way worse than what it was. But there's no reason to get that mad over small things like that small inconveniences i have insurance right right life of a responsible adult have insurance on your cars have insurance which because now i can get a tesla or something (laughs) which is also another weird segue into one of the notes i put down so into the dark jokes that military people have the pg one that i somewhat can have um let me know if it gets too stupid so I could just cut it out the podcast altogether. <laughs> and this could just be like a random note that we just kind of drop off on. So me and my roommate, I, I hit him up the other day when I was driving back from work. And he he's going to Japan next. And I was talking to him about, you know, when you get to Japan, we were both talking like when you get to Japan, when they relax the COVID rules, you know, 
we could just pull up, be like old times, blah, blah, blah. He was like, yeah, when I come home, I'll leave. Same thing. I might stop through Atlanta. And the dark jokes that military people, you know, pitch at each other is so he's half white, half Middle Eastern, and I'm a black guy. So he's just like, you know, what kind of things can I expect driving in Atlanta? Because I used to tell him how terrible driving through Atlanta always was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I asked him, you know, well, what type of situation are you talking about? He says, you know, dude cuts me off in the middle of the highway. What goes on? So if he's getting cut off in the middle of the highway, he's going down I-75 South. And anybody from Atlanta knows I seventy five South is one of the most aggressive places you can go. Yeah, and you know, I asked him from that point, you know, what type of car was it? And he was like, uh, "I'm gonna say a Honda." I said, "All right, where you're driving a Honda? How how new is it?" He was like, "I'm gonna put it around like ninety six to two thousand three." I was like, "Word, so ninety six? What's the paint condition on that Honda?" He was like, "It looks like it got sandblasted and." you know, Saudi Arabia. And I was like, <laughs> I word, word. So the pain looks like it got, you know, baptized in the sea of so salt. Right. And I was like, I word, you know, last question, how many windows are down on the car? He said, trick question. The windows don't go up and there's one window that has a trash bag over it. <laughs> I said, okay, bet. So, like the trash bag that's on that individual's window going down the highway that just cut you off, they are ready to air out that entire place if you try to cut them back off. So I highly suggest, and we just start like giving like back and forth, like it's a college lecture. Like I highly suggest in this type of situation, you do not try to catch up with the person who cut you off to do the same in residual because what they may give you is going to be a bullet. Now, who they hit, is highly questionable because in most situations, people don't know how to aim a gun in the first place. So driving from a vehicle, believe it or not, your aim becomes worse. I do miss the military sometimes. And there were way darker jokes that went beyond, you know, that I I would call that a layup to be totally honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it gets worse. Oh boy, you get so much. But it makes you feel more normal, oddly, like I don't know how to describe it. I think we're broken people. The military is just one big organization of broken people. I mean, they break us. That's true, man. I went in with so like so many high hopes, bro. And I just came out with none. <laughs> none whatsoever. I don't regret it. But they did fuck me up one good time man and you are just naturally falling into the windows of my question so if there was one thing you had to do differently from when you joined to now knowing everything that you know like you have to pick one what would it be one thing you have to pick probably mind my own fucking business how so well, the way I look at the military now, like, given my experience, it's like, it's literally high school 2.0. Like, it's everybody, it's like the purgatory from, like, high school <laughs> and college. That's how I look at it. Because <clears throat> it's just nothing but, like, people who are um, either peaked in high school or didn't weren't really that cool in high school or <clears throat> you know and they stay in and they get power and they're all just fucking weird yeah but then you got everybody's like home issues that don't work out and they bring it to work and everybody's gossiping about each other and shit and I'm just, i'd just rather mind my own business like going back in i'd mind my own i wasn't even really all the way out there anyway but i'd rather stay to myself live my life and not worry about all that dumb shit everybody else got going on it'll probably it'll probably it would have probably made it a lot easier yeah i can see that uh when it comes to those type of drama issues that happen in the military i feel like 
from my side, I did a pretty good job at just ignoring a lot of stuff that was going on, whether if it was, you know, relationship drama or, you know, this one person fought this other guy the other night and now we're both, you know, standing at work together. We're getting the brief together and they're both mm-hmm. standing on opposite ends of, you know, the line, whatnot. But that's all like experiences that's kind of like fast track for us in the military. Like at 18, 19, 20 years old, we're not thrown into that level of drama and figuring it out. When we first go in, it's just like, you know, we kind of get the feel of the environment that's going on around us. And that feel is there's deeper stuff going on than what we fully understand. So we just kind of handle it accordingly. Whether if we ignore it, we ask the guy about get a guy or girl about it later. But overall, it's, you know, you learn how to deal with different people's divorces, the messy divorces, the civil divorces, uh, fights that happen within your squadron or your battalion unit, whatever you want to call them. Mm. And it kind of accelerates our age in the military. Like by the time I was 23, when I came back and I I went on a cruise when I was 23 with my homeboy. And when I was talking to a woman who was like 27 going, like she had just finished her uh, BS in education and just talking to her and having a full on conversation, I realized our level of experience is totally different. Yeah. And just being able to handle different levels of stress and understanding when you're truly in danger and when you're not in danger was a stark difference in between the two of us. And also she thought that I hadn't experienced, well, like ironically, I hadn't experienced enough at that point uh, to talk to a woman like her, which has kind of been like the entire dating scene since I've, been out the military is you know you tell somebody your age and they're like oh you're too young you haven't experienced enough and it's like you under like I, i i've dealt with probably more than 50 year olds have ever dealt with like the military is just full of everybody who can make the worst decisions compilated (laughs) into one place yeah it's it's just a big vat of bad decisions, and I'm not exempt from that. <laughs> yeah, one hundred. We 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 are probably a flagship of bad decisions when it comes to like, yo, don't do the shit we do because this. But you know, by the end end of my small short career there, I did learn to just kind of just chill out, do my thing, and live for myself. I guess. So I guess it worked out, and it translates to now. Because now I don't, I do not give a fuck if it's not benefiting me, working out for me in some certain way. I do not give a fuck. So how's the transition been? I know for me, I've talked plenty on this podcast. How's been for me switching to, you know, my bachelor's and whatever I'm doing. I don't really care to even name it at this point. But how's it been for you to switch, uh, from your job in the Navy over into coding? Um, really not even that hard, man. Um, the school I'm at now, uh, everybody, majority of the people in my class, they're all, one, they're all minorities. Most of them are minorities and most of them are veterans. So mm-hmm. it kind of worked out for me because when I do like group projects with these guys, you know, the first thing we say are like, oh, like we don't come out with the were you prior military or something like that? It's just like we say certain things. And you find out. Yeah, you find out. And then once you find out, everything like runs smoothly. <clears throat> so, I mean, it honestly hasn't been that hard. I mean, learning, going from working full time to essentially being a stay-at-home dad that goes to school at night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, I mean, it was kind of an adjustment. I mean, yeah, I'm okay with doing chores around the house even though i don't always do them Mm -hmm. but so far it's been good i have no complaints nice and i would i would say that side of you comes from our natural habit of 
just being able to commit to a certain plan, which I think not just our generation, but a lot of different people have an issue with it is why a lot of people don't grow to succeed in different things that they plan for themselves is they don't commit to a specific point in their life. Like for Mm -hmm. every military person, we all literally commit to an oath of service. Like this is going to be the next four to six years of our life, no matter what. Yeah. A lot of people don't commit to the same thing. So you see, especially in Atlanta, you see them bouncing around from job to job thinking, you know, they open their third eye, spiritually (laughs) seen, whatever. Uh, I don't, I don't even know what they be talking about sometimes. I I'll, be talking, bro. Bro, I'll be thinking a girl is so cute and then like she's pretty. She got oh, she got, you know, she looks good, da 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 da. And then, you know, you sit down with her and she starts talking about, you know, the stars in the sky ultimately <laughs> to the moves we make on the ground. And I'm just like, I'm not high enough. Man, you can't knock that shit, bro. <laughs> some of that shit is fucking like if you listen to that shit, some of that shit is it's windows. Oh my god. There's <laughs> so many windows just everywhere, bro. I've tried I've tried to find the logic. I, I watch these like YouTube videos and I also do my own like dissertations, but I don't like YouTube videos on like Jubilee of like astronomers versus astrologers and they're just like you know, the astro- the astronomy people who are the people that study, like, the movements of stars in the skies, all the, mm-hmm. you know, scientific, like, mathematical shit. They're the ones talking about, you know, how everything works, how black hole is assumed to work, and all the astrologers are the ones that talk about, you know, the zodiac signs, how they correlate with the Earth, the moons, like, retrograde, and whatever else that yeah. happens. I don't know what words they be using. And they'll... Like the astronomers, like the one point that they made that made the most sense to me was, you know, if you're basing astrological things to an earthly, to earthly like sense, mm-hmm. you're like you do realize everything you're looking at is in the past, and the further you look, the further in the past it is. So mm-hmm. if you look at the stars, you know, a constellation realistically is thousands of years apart from each other, and I was like. Yeah, you can't really base, you know, the Leo sign off of, you know, that constellation. And I was like, that kind of makes sense. But I'll if it's a faith-based thing, then the astrologers have some sort of argument to make. But they didn't want to, like, claim that they're, sent, you know, what they were saying was kind of faith-based, which isn't bad. It isn't wrong. Like, as a religious person, like, I don't consider it wrong or bad mm-hmm. but you can't consider it fact like if you considered it fact then you would be the same person going around telling like muslims or buddhists or all these or Taoists or all these other people like hey i have tangible proof that you're 100 percent wrong which mm-hmm. do- doesn't exist in faith by the way you know i'm a christian love jesus christ lord and savior but I'll, i'm not gonna denounce allah or anybody else like you know, the atheist, anybody, whatever you believe is what you believe. Like, there's no tangible proof to me to denounce you. Right. But that's kind of where, like, a lot of the conversations end up, like, landing. Like, you need to prove me wrong. Like, no, I don't. But Man. I'm cool with living. Mercury just came out of retrograde, bro. <laughs> Which planet? I need to know. I said, I said Mercury. <laughs> oh my god, Mercury just went crazy. <laughs> oh my god. So I guess I'm a Leo, so when the sun... The sun shouldn't come in retrograde since we orbit around the sun, so what the fuck does that mean for us? Like, I'm so... I'm so I don't know, man. <laughs> we I just revolve know around the sun. Oh, today is Monday and I'm a Pisces, so I can't really speak on that. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God. Man, I love it. I love it. (sighs) But aside from the astrology shit, um, not shit, stuff, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Because it has this validity. 
ish. Mm-hmm. You know, some some validity. Yeah. Uh, what are the what are the benefits that you've had that comes along with like committing to something, or what are some of the disadvantages when it comes to the committing? Uh, benefits, man. I would say at like at the very least trying at yeah. least like being able to try something um because i can go through this class and i can finish it and i could not land a job as a software developer or anything like that mm-hmm. and i'd be okay with it because at the very least i tried i was able to commit myself enough to try and do it um disadvantages of just committing to a lot of things that are like on a whim basically because I, I i mean i fully committed to this i quit my job i went to school uh, it's just the people around you con- like not even convincing them but having them be comfortable enough with the decisions that you make because like obviously i have responsibilities like a wife kids mm-hmm. um, you know, mortgage and all that other good stuff so uh being able to convince them that everything is going to be okay while right. I'm 100% committed to this certain thing and that the outcome that I have envisioned is going to be way better than what the, like, uh, fuck is the word I'm looking for? The the downslope of what you committed to in order to get to that next yeah, goal. Basically. Yeah. You know, it's like the benefits outweigh those those cons and that's like that's like the hardest part i guess because i mean it can come from anybody it doesn't have to be like your wife or anything like your parents or some shit can say some you know like i've heard it from my mom and my dad and they're just like are you sure you're gonna do that like you know you have a good career you get paid a good amount of money like same thing almost every military person has heard at least one point in their life yeah bro it's like when you get out everybody's like sure you want to get out like Mm -hmm. you're not gonna be able to make as much money as you're making now like man I like doubled what I made in one. Well, was it's it? like a fucking tape recorder. Yeah. I fucking hate it. I hate the military. It's it's like the shroud that surrounds the military because a lot of our security comes around the benefits and the mm-hmm. money that we make around it rather than the treatment of the people. And that part, for me, I find the most important because all the men and women that I supervised and I helped out while I was in and all this this sounds like the super like super soldier type shit to say but I truly care about every single person that I've ever been around like I wanted the best for them and for them to be stuck in that mindset of the military is the means that could get them to do better it's like no your actions are what pushes the military than most Americans yeah you just gotta do man a lot of it is just planning um you know me making the decision to stop working and just focus on school full-time I, those are careful calculations that i made um lifestyle changes that i made like honestly i'm better off financially now than what i was when i was working <laughs> yeah because you know i make lifestyle changes i don't go out i don't do anything i don't eat out i don't spend money on shit other than all the shit that I need. Just the financial freedom of getting there at a very low cost is something that you you could comfortably learn to be lucrative in in the military because our finances are relatively low. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess uh, since we're talking about vacations and, like, moving into the holiday season, do married people make holiday plans anymore what do you mean like it's new year's and christmas coming up like are you and your wife thinking do some like you know romantic freaky deaky like what the fuck y'all be, <laughs> what type of shit y'all be talking about what, what, type, what type of shit do married people be talking about it's like like it's an initiation to the fucking freemasons <laughs> <laughs> the fuck <laughs> thinking we're still people the fuck out of here um Nah, uh, we we actually plan our anniversary is December fifth. It was relatively close to Christmas. Like last yeah. year, um, last year I ended up renting like this Airbnb, not in the middle of nowhere, but it was out, 
and they had four wheelers and shit, hot tub. So we were in the hot tub while it was 20 degrees outside, just chilling. That sounds amazing. And we went, it was close to Cleveland. So we went to Cleveland, did some things around there and just kind of chilled out, you know, got away from the kids and shit. But this year I do plan on, or we do plan on going to Disney around Christmas time. So Disney, California, Disney, Florida, Florida, they're doing like a, they do a thing where they open the park at night and they have all the Christmas lights and all that shit. So something for the whole family. Yeah. Something for the whole family. And then as far as new year's go, I don't know. We're probably just chilling. We got to the point where we're kind of just like, we'd rather bring in the new years of just us instead of going around and being around a bunch of people. Right. That's just kind of what we're going to do. But we do plan on going to Japan here sometime soon, probably within the next six months. So I got to talk to a travel agent, get all that figured out. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. We make plans, bro. Don't even do that. <laughs> we still live. That's we good, talk. though. Keeping things like moving as a married couple is always where I wanted to see uh, at least my friends that I could relate with. Like, if they can manage to make it happen, I feel like I can make it happen. Uh, last question that I got is, um, what good shows have you seen recently? So, like, I've seen, like, I'm trying to get Final Space on uh, Netflix, but I guess they took it off Netflix and you have to pay for it on Hulu. But the third season of Final Space is out. Uh, I didn't know about this. It came out in like February. Thanks. Uh, the fuck <laughs> is Final Space? You never seen Final? So Final Space is so the animation is it's a cartoon. So the animation is kind of like Family Guy, but okay. the narration style is how do I describe it? It's so Final Space is about uh, it's like. Uh, an American Earthling that goes into space trying to save it, essentially. But it's in a very, like, normal sense of he's kind of dumb when it comes to dealing with space. So a lot of people are having to teach him, go through the motions, a lot of tragedy. It doesn't shy away from the tragedies that are happening. It's very realistic when it comes to, like, if you mess up, things will 100% go wrong. And when it travels into season two, it's kind of going into the higher realm of like, you know, okay, now you're encountering uh, being above your sense, but it's not necessarily God, but it very much can affect your galaxy, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you're having to navigate through space because your dad was this super famous, you know, space hero. You didn't really know that much about him, blah, blah, blah. And I... I wanted to see season three because all of it was a Netflix original, but I guess Netflix it, it became it became famous enough that Netflix sold it off to like Comedy Central or like oh, okay. the rights of Hulu. So the third season isn't on your regularly like scheduled program of Netflix. Like yeah. you have to pay that extra step on like YouTube TV or whatever. Damn, that's how they get you, bro. Oh, it's always the goods and money heist is real. It's like I think it it's a Spanish or Portuguese series, but it's translated in English as a dub, and it's I I think it's pretty damn good. Um, I haven't. Well, did you watch Squid Game? I watched the first episode of Squid Game, and I it's not that I didn't like it. It's just the way my brain works is I'll watch it and I'm like, damn, that's really good. And it's either I binge watch shit or I'll watch one episode and never watch it ever again. <laughs> and that's what happened to Squid Game. I just watched it, got distracted, and never came back to it. I, I keep saying I need to go back and finish it because I keep hearing that it's really good, but I haven't done it yet. So, uh, Let's see. What have I watched? I've, I've been watching a lot of anime recently. Like I've been trying to catch up on My Hero Academia. How uh, far so, are you in it? 
I just got to season four, so. Okay, so the one that's on like Crunchyroll and Funimation. Uh, it's all on Hulu. Um, I think season five is on Funimation. Okay. But yeah, uh, that's I've been watching that, and then I've been watching fucking Lone Star Nine One One. I never heard of that. What is that? It's it's a show about this uh, uh, fire department in Texas, and this dude, this fire chief, moves from New York City to Texas uh-huh. to be a fire chief for them, and it's just like. A lot of basic drama and shit. They have like emergencies that they go to and they rectify, but then there's a lot of bullshit emergencies in between it. Yeah. Like there's this episode where this lady, like this old white racist lady, called the fire department and she told them that their neighbor was burning down the whole neighborhood or something. But it turns out they were Mexican and they were in the, they were in the backyard cooking uh, barbacoa <laughs> so you know where they cook the meat under the ground oh my god yeah so they were doing yeah. that and they walked they pulled up and they were like really and the chick she was just going going full karen mode she was just like yeah he's burning and down she was just committing to it oh yeah bro and uh, it was funny because no. right, so the the fire squad it, it's one like it's a black dude or it's a black trans dude so he used to be a female, but now he's a male. Uh-huh. Um, there's two white, there's three white guys. One of them's gay, and then there's a Middle Eastern woman who wears a hijab and everything. There is a lot going on. And then there's another guy. He's a, uh, I think he's also Hispanic. But it was funny because dude was like the fire chief. He was like, yeah, you know, you know, when you make nuisance calls, you have to get arrested for that. Yeah. And she started pretending like she was having a heart attack. And <laughs> the dude was like, oh, I guess somebody's going to have to give you mouth to mouth. And she was like, oh, can you do it? Because he was a white man. He was just white. And he was like, he was like, nah, I'm not qualified, but she can. And he pointed to the, the chick with the hijab. And she was like, oh, no, can he do it? Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. So she went down the whole list and then she got to the black dude. And she was like, she was like, I'll let him do it. She was like, see, I'm not racist. Oh my gosh, she whittled <laughs> down her racism. <laughs> and it was uh That's so terrible. why are we the closest into the sick? Come dude, on. Uh, dude got got down to her. He was getting ready to do it. And she asked him something. She was like, Are you uh she asked him if he was gay or something like that? And she, he was like, nah but I am trans. And she turned around and she was like, just take me to jail. I just be watching like, I'll watch like dumb shit like that. Cause it's like entertaining. It just, it's just like filler for my day. You cannot <laughs> shit serious. He was like, I am trans though. She was like, <laughs> oh my God. That's so beautiful. That yeah, that's, so all, that's beautiful. all I've been watching, man. I haven't really been doing too much like watching tv lately yeah yeah i can't really say too much of the same man uh, nothing that interesting um final space was pretty good i need to i probably have to pay for the like third season for it to come out or i'm gonna have to find a way to pirate it illegally somehow if the irs is like for some reason listening to this podcast i don't concede on anything i said i'll pay for whatever you find but I haven't done it yet, so good luck. I don't even know if I'm going to try to find it yet. Uh, Money Heist was really good. It's on Netflix. Um, you should watch the, the Midnight Train. Hmm. What's that? It's a, it's on Netflix. Um, wait. Hold on. Let me make sure I got that name correct. Now that I think about it, uh, something that I have been trying to catch up on is One Piece. My friend, uh, my boy uh, Brandon Kendall, he's been on my ass about trying to catch up to One Piece, but it's such a long fucking series. It's daunting if you notice how long it is, and I just kind of had to jump into it. 
from episode one and just go on. I'm at, I think, 165 out of 980 so far. Right. And it is, it's, it's a journey. Some of the episodes, like, I definitely, like, Googled what episodes can I skip. It's that long. And I've definitely skipped the episodes that I could skip because if there's no point to them, I don't feel like watching them. But overall, it it has been it's been a nice series. Uh, I feel like any episode, any series that's that long, the context of it is either going to be really good or really bad. Right now, I haven't really hit that point. Like Death Note, I feel like had a really good premise to it. Yeah. Like, you know, a book falls out the sky. It's attached with, you know, life or death. If you write somebody's name in it, they die. If you write the specific way they die, they die immediately. If you don't, they die within, I think, three days of a heart attack, whatever the rules are of the death note. And the premise in itself of, like, how would you be able to handle it once the angel of death presents himself to you I found very interesting because it is a moral conflict of, you know, back in the 30s and 40s, if you could have stopped Hitler at that point, would you? And all of us, I feel like, would say yes. And it gives you the alternate perspective of what happens if you did that. And, you know, the volumes of things that happen beyond that point are so, like, like, similar to what was going to happen anyway like you know say if you would have stopped hitler stalin would have continued to grow in power whatever the case may have been and that type of idea is just like who you call wrong is very dependent on the age you pick them out of and the next person just continues the cycle and it kind of teaches you humans are imperfect overall really well put together series like that I love but when you get to One Piece or like Naruto or something like for the anime people out here it's just so long every now and then you'll get a arc that's really nice like when you get to the pinnacle like the pain arc I feel like was the best of Naruto because pain is essentially telling everybody you know at the end of the day pain is subjective and in order for people to understand like a level meaning of pain i have to create a tangent of pain like a pinnacle where it cannot get a get above and he just starts to go crazy across everybody he's just letting everybody know like from this point you will know where your baseline is And when it comes to, like, true atrocities, like, you don't actually want that. You want people to meet an equilibrium rather than a tangent of a point, Mm -hmm. which is more nerdy shit that I learned from just doing too much fucking calculus that I've been ignoring all day. Nerd. Fuck me, but, you know. Oh, I found out the name of that show. It's The Midnight Gospel. It's not The Midnight Train. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, The Midnight Train is a song. So it's it's basically this guy traveling through different universes, um, like going through, like talking through, like existential questions about life, death, and everything in between. So it's actually it's really good. Like if you sit there and listen to it and watch it, like the visuals are like the animation for it is good. But it, yeah. like most of the time, it just does not pertain to whatever is going on. <laughs> but it's like the content of it is great. So hmm. I'd give it a watch if I were you. You said the Midnight Train. It, the, midnight, the Midnight Gospel. The Midnight Gospel. Yep. yep. Hmm. I have to add that to my list. But uh, yeah, that kind of ends the list of stuff I had on my side. Is there anything else you had? Nah, man, I'm good, man. I got everything I needed out. Shit, well, yeah, I can't end on no other other, uh, note but that. uh, It's been another good episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. See you guys the next time. Peace.
What if 